What is up, team? 92 to 73, 19 points. St. John's beats DePaul. Five and a half point favorites, down 12 to 2. And let's be honest, I'm sure some guys had the, the letter already written, written out, the obituary typed up for Mike Anderson in the season and calling for his you know, removal removal from the uh, position of head man's basketball coach of St. John's University. I'm sure you guys had your DMs already planned out and typed up and ready to send out to the athletic director and the board of trustees saying how we need to get rid of Mike Anderson. Doesn't have this team prepared on opening night of the Big East tournament. What are we doing? I'm sure it was ready to go. And then what happened? He called a timeout. He made some adjustments. Okay. And we went on to beat DePaul 47 to... 17 the rest of that half after being down 12 to 2 okay i hate to point out coburn you know because this is the second game in a row where, where he started and we got down by 10 points within the first three minutes of the game um he is not a great defender and if his shots aren't falling um i think we can point to that as being at least partial uh partially uh the reason to these uh early deficits the last two games then we eventually got our feet underneath us and uh, got started playing well. Um, Wu Su came in, made some big plays. Smith hit some big shots early. NY made some big plays throughout the rest of the, the whole game. Uh, Mathis hit a three early on after missing a dunk. Um, we had over, I think, 10 dunks, and we missed two dunks tonight. But um, And then later in that first half, we were able to get up to a nine-point lead under eight timeout. We go back to the five starters, and DePaul has an immediate 5-0 run. We, took, we take Coburn out again, and then we push the lead back up to double digits. So... I mean, some might be coincidental, some of it, but, you know, when it's a pattern like this and a long stretch, and especially these last two games specifically where it's been, you know, really, really uh, predominant, you could you could see it significantly. Uh, I'm just going to keep saying words, I guess. Um, um, you could understand why Coach is hesitant to play Coburn extended minutes. Um, and tonight everyone else was being productive, aggressive, making things happen offensively and defensively. And Coburn was the one guy, and Stanley as well, who didn't give many minutes, and that's completely understandable when everyone else was playing as well as they were. Um, pretty much all down the line. Champagne in the first half, shooting unreal, playing unreal. Um, he had 22 points in the first half. He finished with 26 points, 3 for 7 from 3, 10 for 20 overall. He had 7 rebounds. Uh, really didn't take too many bad shots. There was one or two. He, I thought he forced one, come, sticks out. Um, in the first half, it was, uh, you know, in the mid-post. But I thought we did a good job trying to isolate him in that mid-post area, him looking to uh, get to, getting up, getting to a spot to get uh, good shots early in the shot clock, making sure the defense was aware of him throughout the whole possession because um, he, he draws so much attention, and it's a lot of work for one guy especially, and then the rest of the team being in help position. Uh, you can wear teams down a lot doing – um, not just pressing, but you know, making sure they're they're defending you for 30 seconds or close to it on the other end. Not that we are ever have the ball for 30 seconds. You know, in the first three minutes of games, we are getting up shots quickly. And tonight it was going in. Uh, um, speaking of shots going in, you know, it tells you that the night we had that one three that Smith hit in the second half, doinked off the back of the rim and just rolled slowly in. You know, but that's. Sometimes the, the the shots fall, sometimes they don't. And when they are falling and you're playing with a lot of, you know, aggression and passion and determination like we did tonight, you're able to blow out a team like DePaul who had been playing pretty well and just beat us a couple weeks ago. Um, Posh had eight points, seven assists, no turnovers, all right? Played an unbelievable floor game, didn't force things offensively. 
uh, was able to really control a game without taking a bunch of shots. And that's kind of what Posh Alexander does. And that's when he's at his best. Did hit a mid-range jumper late. Uh, hopefully he can find that a little bit more like he was had a roll in a couple weeks ago. Looked like he hurt his leg or his ankle or his knee at one point. Um, but he was able to come back in and look fine. So hopefully he'll be good to go tomorrow. Um, him and Wu Su together really had a great floor game. Combined, they only took 12 shots together. All right, but they had... Each of them had eight points. Pasha had seven assists. Wusu had eight points, five assists. Wusu had one turnover. Pasha had no turnover. So combined, they had 16 points, 12 assists, one turnover, and they only took 12 shots. All right. Wusu was two for two from three. As a team, we were seven for 21 from three. It's a good number, 21 shots, 33%. And it's not something that we can't duplicate or replicate. All right. It's not some, you know out of this world number where we, we shot the lights out and we can't, you know, do the same thing tomorrow against Villanova. We take good shots. We work the basketball around. Seven for 21 is something we can definitely do. Um, the, the bench tonight as a whole really, really changed the game. NY had 10 points, nine rebounds. He had a couple nice passes. Um, the development he's had throughout the year has been, has been really good, really solid. A lot of promise. I wish we had him for more than just one more year. Hopefully he does come back for at least that one more year. But he's proven to be a valuable player. Um, and, like, the things that he doesn't do well aren't things that you don't think he could be good at. Like, the, sometimes he'll get beat defensively. He's just trying to be too aggressive on the perimeter. Um, sometimes he'll get caught standing around the perimeter offensively. But he's athletic enough to make things happen. Um, defensively, if he, you know, was a little more passive, I think he could uh, really keep guys in front of him. He's proven to be a pretty good shot blocker. He can help out on the boards. Um, offensively, he's got good passing instincts. He had another nice pass late tonight to Smith on a, on a backdoor cut. We've seen that plenty of times. He did hit a mid-range jump shot. He missed the three he took, but the stroke is pretty good. Um, he's athletic enough. He had that Euro step and finish on the fast break. Um, so he's a good quality piece, and he's a completely different player than Soriano. So it's a nice contrast to have. Um, but our front court and all four of these guys, um, you know, can come back. You'd think at least three of them are. Uh, we'll see about Wheeler. But between Soriano, NY, Wheeler, and Stanley, you've got a pretty versatile front court, I think. And they all bring a little bit something different to the table. Um, they've proven we can play multiple guys together throughout the year. Tonight we saw uh, in the first half Wheeler, Stanley, and Soriano on the court together, uh, which was pretty big. I know it was... Wheeler and Stanley, and I th it was either Soriano and NY, but there was three of those guys on the court together for a couple minutes, and it helped us uh, solidify um, the inside play, uh, grab some boards. Speaking of inside play, that DePaul technical on the hanging of the rim was a pretty big play when you look back at it. They were just making that run that I was talking about. They had cut it to four points or five points when they got called for the technical on the dunk. Um, and from that point forward, I think we just put a foot on the gas and, and kind of uh, Mathis had his moments. He also had some, you know, poor moments as well, some four shots. But uh, <clears throat> overall, he was a positive too, played great defense. Uh, Smith finished with 13 points, two rebounds, two assists, a couple charges taken, a couple savvy plays. He's, you know, I, I still think he's probably, in terms of the guards, you know, taking Champagne out of the equation, he's probably the most cerebral, cerebral of our offensive players. I mean, when it comes to scoring off the dribble, um, off the catch, going to the rim, scoring with the guys out on him, um, drawing fouls, but he's never been able to really put it all together, especially um, offensively and defensively to, to get consistent minutes. And I don't blame Coach Anderson for not going to him um, a lot of the times. I wish 
you know, we had played like this more so often throughout the year, he would have been a, a big time asset. But um, it's no coincidence, I think, that he's playing or he played well tonight in a, in a big time game. He's got plenty of experience playing in, in NCAA tournament games and conference championship games. Um, so he can probably understand the moment and the urgency and the importance of the situation. And hopefully he can carry that forward through the, throughout tomorrow and hopefully the rest of the Big East tournament, which doesn't doesn't have to end tomorrow. Um, Pinzone had two points, didn't play much till late. Uh, Stanley didn't score, didn't play much in the second half. I don't think he got in. It looked like he was a little bit hobbled up at uh, those couple minutes he got in the first half. Um, Wusu, like I said, eight points, five assists. Couple that one really nice bounce pass to Champagne in the first half for that dunk was awesome. And um, aside from that, Wheeler and Soriano were just solid. Wheeler had that real nice drive on the baseline finish with a dunk. Soriano had a couple nice moves, couple nice finishes off great passes on the interior with some dunks. And uh, Coburn didn't get much minutes besides from those two or three stretches in the first half where DePaul kind of took advantage. He did have two points on our first pass of the game off a nice cut where Soriano found him, but it seemed like defensively he was a step behind and was causing some issues. But we play Villanova tomorrow, okay? Two times this year we lost to him. The first time uh, by 11, I think it was, um, and the second time by three in what was a 20-point game with five or so minutes left, and we were able to claw back into it and make a game of it with under a minute left. Um, but this Villanova team is not some team that we're incapable of playing good against, all right? They don't have uh, tremendous size. They don't have tremendous depth. So if all things break right for us, you know, not just talking about shots going in, but if we're playing the right game that uh, puts us in the best position to be successful, you know, a high-tempo game, up and down, forcing turnovers, and then we do have some luck with some shots dropping and, you know, hopefully Villanova not being, you know, abnormally hot. It's a team we can play well against, I think. Um, you know, it's easy to point to the Karnaseka game last year where we beat them by 20 or so points and Posh completely, you know, changed that that dynamic of that team just by himself alone um, and gave Colin Gillespie loads of trouble that uh, he is usually uh, immune to. But um, if we can come close to, uh, you know, replicating that defensive pressure and getting Villanova uncomfortable playing to our style of play, we have a chance. And if we shoot really well, especially Champagne and some other guys step up, I, I'd say we have better than a, a decent chance. I'd say we have, you know, um, I, I, I don't, I don't want to put a number on it, but you know, if, if Villanova is, you know, a five and a half point favorite. Um, I think that's a good sign that they think we can stay close enough. And if we're, if we're hot, you know, anything can happen. Um, but until then guys, thank you guys for tuning in to the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast for Justin Burrell. This has been Pat Kane. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.